Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello again, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And I've got a friend that I'm interviewing today that I've had the uh, wonderful opportunity to interact with several times via Zoom and social media and things halfway around the world, or maybe more than halfway. My friend Tash is in Australia, and uh, she started out in retail sales, then became a retail manager and for there owned her own retail businesses with over 30 years of retail and wholesale sales experience. And uh, in her later life, she's not very old, but in her later life, she completed courses in biblical studies and counseling and worked in ministry for the last 10 and a half years. Uh, she's worked alongside pastors and church leadership and food care charity. Uh, she was the owner of a cafe outreach ministry, and uh, she's a career guidance consultant uh, uh, and helping people with the ministry of writing and publishing books now. Uh, she has a website, www.godknowreligion.com. And so I want to welcome back Tash, and I'm going to ask you to say your last name again so that I don't butcher. Go ahead. Tris Batowski. Tris Batowski. Yeah. So Tash, welcome and thanks for joining us from Australia where it's actually a day later than where I am right now. Yeah. And the, and the day's wonderful. You're going to enjoy it when you get there. So <laughs> yeah, it's great. We're on holidays here. So it's it, it's going good. Yeah. So you're on the beach and uh, you've got some family members there and you're having a good time. And uh sounds wonderful to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Tash, tell us about your life. I know that uh, your spirituality is a huge part of who you are, and that started at a very early age, like when you were four years old, right? Yeah, that's correct. So I didn't come from a family who were religious or involved in any kind of church at all. So the, the earliest memory that I have was when my parents put me in a Sunday school, which to give them a bit of a break. So... <laughs> And the only memory, the strong influence that I had was when they taught us how to pray and to communicate with God and God is spirit and, you know, we can talk to him and interact with him. So I really took that deeply. I was very open, as children are, and I took that deeply. So I would come home and I would pray. I would be in my room praying and talking and having imaginations and just having this wonderful time with God. And I, did, I wasn't at the Sunday school very long, probably only a few months. My parents oh. actually moved around a lot and they had a pretty turbulent, disruptive relationship. So I moved around so much that I wasn't really able to establish any real friends or anything. Really? So God was my friend and I saw God as my one and only friend. So I could actually be in communications and praying and talking to God you know, throughout my day, so much so that my parents would actually come looking for me. They hadn't seen me in so many hours because I was just consumed by myself with God, having a wonderful time. And, you know, this was something that later on in life, the, every adult that ever, you know, minded me or babysat me would always say that 
you know, you were always gone for hours and hours in your bedroom just playing and talking to God or, you know, they, they would say, oh, we don't know who you were talking to and, you know, so I was having a, having a great time. Now, as this progressed, you know, when you're a little kid and you're hearing your parents fight, it can bring a bit of anxiety to any child. You know, you can get fearful, you can get upset. And so I had encounters where I would actually see angels, so people. Now, they were people like I'm looking at you. It wasn't a dream. I've had plenty of spiritual dreams. And when you see an angel and you're a child, you get fearful, you run. In fact, even the adults did, as we have examples in the Bible, when the angels would come and they said, don't be afraid, don't be scared. That was their first, you know, thought to, to mention because you get startled. You know, it's like, what am I seeing or who are you? Because I thought it was a person like entering the house, someone I didn't know. And so I would run and I would scream and my parents would say, nobody's here, you're imagining, you're dreaming. I'm like, I'm not dreaming. So I had these encounters which did frighten me, but then I sort of got over over that part and then they became friends. So every now and then I would have two particular angels that would come and visit and I would play with them and laugh and I would have a great time and I was carefree, there was no burden. And it really was like God's perfect love casts out all fear. And I just felt the presence of God through the angels and ministering spirits or, you know, angels of the Lord, whatever you want to name them, I know what I've seen. <laughs> I know the presence, you know. And I think that's one thing that no one can ever debate with anyone. When you've had your own personal experiences, no one can tell you otherwise because you experienced it. It wasn't something you read. It was something you encountered that was real. <laughs> yeah. And I can still remember them as clear as day right now as I, as I talk, you know. And so I had this uh, amazing supernatural, I guess, encounter with, with the angels. And, and I remember then as I got older, I had, when I was about 10 years old, I was home alone. My parents were at work. And I had like this out-of-body experience and I was awake, I wasn't asleep, and I just had this surreal sort of, wow, just like being in two realms. Like I could sense there was this eternal realm and it was timeless, it was limitless, it was powerful, it was love. And I remember thinking, well, why am I here? You know, because I couldn't understand this all-powerful place yet at the same time I'm here. And as a child, I remember having the vision of this experience like earth is like a playground, a giant playground where we're co-creating with God and it's meant to be this wonderful, blissful union that we create with love, in love. So we're in union with God in love creating as we are with all humans. Now, of course, that, that's not the reality, but that was the reality that I saw as a child, you know, because so many people don't walk with God that we have, you know, the hurts that, that are around today. But that out-of-body experience was like we're in this playground and then just like kids are when they're at a playground and, and then they go home, they go back to be with their parents. And so it was like I, I was going back to be with the father at a point, but I don't know what that point is, you know. I don't know the point of returning back home, but right now I'm co-creating and I'm in this all-powerful um, experience with him. And so that was that was powerful and remarkable and I still remember that as well very clearly. Now as I progressed through my teen years I lost sight of God due to um, what was going on with my parents and you know I won't share that testimony now that's on the God No Religion website where I came from out of debauchery into Christ. So my dad was an alcoholic and you know living with him I was raised 
under his way of being and thinking. So I led a very wrong life. So through the teenagers, I had lost that friendship because with God because I started then to develop into fears and focusing on fears. And I lost in my mind communicating with God. I understood that I still, you know, we have God's spirit. We're still with God. But in my mind, I started to focus on fear, trauma, tragedy, depression, and I started to go down that path. Now, I always still believed in God, always that was there, but the communication, it wasn't, it wasn't there anymore. I was now focused on soul realm. And so that led a huge gap in my life. For many, many years, I led a very wrong life. And I guess this next part of the story will actually help any viewer to see how people come to Christ or have the revelation of God within and unconditional love coming from somebody who doesn't understand, who hasn't come from church, legalism, laws, knowing Jesus Christ as the person. You know, I didn't know anything about Jesus Christ, not one thing, couldn't have told you anything at all. All I knew was God and I loved God. Not God, Buddha, not God, any other, whatever else is out there. It was just God, (laughs) Godfather. That was all I knew. So coming into that experience, I was about, oh, I was probably about 35 uh, by this stage and I'd had many encounters in my life that were such a disaster and I was on my third failed relationship at this point and it was the end of that relationship and it was when I was at the end of that relationship that I actually looked back and I started to, you know, look back at the errors and and I was having a good look at myself, not in a judging way. It was just in a way to see, okay, maybe I'm not following some things right. Maybe I'm doing something wrong here, you know. So I started to really have a have a closer look at my life and the repeat disasters and and I really recognised, you know, something wasn't right there. And I remember in one of Don's sermons that he said that, you know, a lot of religions and things are like stepping stones and paths to bring you closer into unconditional love and the reality of love and Jesus Christ. And I think, you know, this is because we carry so much baggage from our hurts and from our conditioning that we follow these paths. You know, maybe we're too scared to just go directly to God and embrace love because of all the hurt. So it's like peeling off layers of hurt and really coming into just pure love and the heart of the Father that only has love that that's all that's pure and it's all that exists but because we haven't known that or I didn't know that I had layers to peel off and and I had to learn to trust and to walk again so for me and in my experience and journey these encounters were like stepping stones again into coming back into where I was as a child and I remember there was a a spiritual new age book on a table and For whatever reason, I looked at this book and I thought, well, maybe this has the answers. Maybe this is going to change my life, my direction. And I had no clue what the book was about. I just had some spiritual something or other in the title and I thought, yep, that's it. And and obviously I was starting to hunger and want to be back with God. You know, I started to miss and was hungry for some component in my life wasn't there. (laughs) And so I picked up the book and I devoured it within hours and What it actually did was it brought me back to when I was a child again and it opened up my spirituality again and it really brought that hunger and I wanted to pursue God and 
you know, but we know that it's God that that first loved us. That's how we know love. So we know love because he's put love in us before all of his love is just being poured out into us. And so as a natural response, we just learn to love and we just start loving. And I just wanted to, you know, come back to that place. And reading these spiritual books did start to open me up into that area. And it was kind of like mummy wrappings were starting to peel off and I was coming out of a tomb, you know, dusting myself off and coming back to the truth of who I am because, you know, I was growing up in such a wrong identity and and living a lie because to me and in my experiences with the Father, it's nothing but pure, pure love. And I can't even find the words for it, but it, it's all pure love. So nothing else, everything else is a lie apart from that. So all the anxiety, the depression, all that misfit of a life that I led is all a lie. It was all wrong, you know, but... You know, so I was coming back into the love of God. And so, yeah, my hunger was actually opened and I actually did try to read the Bible through these stages and I couldn't understand anything in the Bible. I just could not grasp the New Testament, the Old Testament. I couldn't make heads or tails out of it. And when you read these New Age spiritual books, they do mention Jesus Christ a lot. And every time that I was reading and I would hear the name Jesus, it was like I had this prompting on the inside, a pause, a nudge, you know, that uh, I need to pursue Jesus. But I really didn't understand what did that mean. So I would always pause and say that and reflect and go, God, what does that mean? What what are you trying to say here? So anyway, I would just keep, you know, sort of going on in my journey with these books and kept trying to, to follow God's lead, I suppose, you know, because I was hungry, but everything that I was currently doing wasn't actually fulfilling. So I just kept pushing in. And then uh, one day I, on my journey I'd had lots of uh, signs and wonders because I think just like you're a little kid again and God hands out all these lollies, you know, so there were so many lollies coming my way and I was just loving all of it, you know. Not so much as you, as you get more trained with God and you start to walk it out, but, you know, coming into him I was getting so many signs and incredible things were happening. But one particular time I was at an intersection, I was waiting to turn, and I looked down at a car and it had a radio station. Now, it didn't have the station name. It didn't even say who they were or what it was. It was just purely a number. That was all that it was. And I was looking at the number on the bumper bar and I heard a voice, just like I'm hearing you speak, and it said, turn on the radio. Now, I did sort of jump and and look behind me and in that instant I thought, did I pick up a passenger and I've forgotten? And, you know, so I really did do a turn and then I thought, well, then, you know, instantly all these thoughts come to your mind and I remembered all the encounters as a child and I was pursuing God, you know, with all these new age spiritual things. So I recognised, okay, this is God, right? I'm not losing my marbles, this is God. So I, I looked at the number and I went to my radio, fiddled around and put it on whatever it said. And I thought, well, you know, I'm listening to a song and it wasn't, a, it wasn't my kind of music and I thought, well, this is crazy, you know, I'm just going to turn it off. And I went to go turn it off and, and I heard, leave it. Again, I heard the voice. I went, oh, you know, okay, I'll leave it. I'm leaving it. I'm not touching it. <laughs> And then uh, after the song played, it had an, an ad break. And in the ad break, it had a scripture. And the scripture reference had the name Jesus Christ in it. Now, I couldn't understand the scripture, but when it came to the name Jesus Christ, I just got the chills all over because 
those had been all the leadings the whole time. And I knew that I knew that I knew that I had to go to Jesus, something about Jesus Christ. And that's when I said to God, you know, okay, I get it. You're calling me to Jesus. There's something about the name Jesus. There's something about Jesus. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And you're going to have to show me. So I kind of just left it at that and uh, was thinking on this encounter that I'd had with the radio station and hearing the name Jesus and feeling that prompting. So I thought, well, okay, God's calling me to church. So I didn't know any different that, you know, church is within us, we have God within us, which is what God's leading me to. But again, because of my conditioning, I had to go through all of this, you know, this whole cycle. Uh, That was just the way that God was, you know, reaching me. So it wasn't God. God all along was was there right with me inside, but I needed to go through these steps. It was just a, a path that I had to, coming from the background that I had come from in all its error and, um, you know, all its heartbreak and shame and depression that I'd come from. So it was a gentle leading and a gentle guiding because God's a God of love and he's not going to push himself, force himself. He's going to woo us and, you know, he's going to bring that love real slow, but when it hits hard, it's going to hit hard. So I um, I thought, well, God's calling me to church and I had a hunger to want to help people and definitely help them with God and share God's love. And I thought, well, that's it. I'm going into church and I didn't know any churches other than the Catholic church. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going into the Catholic church. So I just entered the building and it was a young priest And he uh, was a motivational speaker and he was a counsellor. And I was on a journey myself doing a counselling course because I wanted to help people. You know, I'd been through a mess of a life and I was going to use that to help people after what I'd been through. And so he agreed to teach me and to help me the way through God and how to counsel through God. And this was probably a six-month journey with the priest and I remember quite a few times hearing him talk, talk to me, talk to other people. I would get this condemnation and this guilt just rise up, really burden, really uncomfortable burden, not a good burden, an uncomfortable one. And it was just this yuck feeling. And I just kept saying, you know, God, this can't be you. There's no way that this is you. You don't, you, this, this isn't right. Something's not right here. But I thought, well, I heard it on the radio, you called me to church. I'm in church, okay, so this must be it, so I'll keep going with it. And then, um, you know, I started to get quite confused because what I was feeling or sensing in the spirit, which bypasses all your understanding or knowledge because the spirit is so, it's complete and it's in tune with God and and we try to knock things out in our heads and try to make understanding and reason it and, and try to get in the knowledge part of it when, you know, instead of just flowing naturally with the spirit. So my spirit is saying something's not right, but my head couldn't figure it all out. And I remember I was sitting in the pew and listening to his sermon one particular day and and I just again had this voice and this nudge to leave. And it wasn't a, a bad, any like, you know, this man's horrible, anything. It wasn't nothing like that. It was just that the message wasn't right What I was hearing wasn't right. It wasn't representing the true love, you know, the true union of love that we we all have within us and that God wants to express to all of his children. And there was just some components that were not sitting right. And so I did leave and I left the church and I was in the car having a conversation with God and, and really just saying to him, you know, God, I don't understand 
you called me to church. Now you're calling me out of church. <laughs> I'm following your direction, but I don't get it. And again, the journey continued and still getting promptings for Jesus Christ and really still feeling that nudge to go ahead and to keep pursuing, keep going ahead. And that's just God's love. God just calling me in his love. And I was really hearing God pretty well, I thought, you know, following his direction, going here and there. And I thought, well, I want to help people. So I took a job in a magazine as a clairvoyant and I didn't know any different, any better. And so I did this. And again, one particular time I was talking to a lady and I felt that, again, to stop doing this. This isn't right because God is calling me to know him within and not without and that people all have the ability to hear from God for themselves. They don't need to go to a clairvoyant and race off to prophets and people. They, can, they all have the ability within to hear. So I was really getting prompted that this wasn't right either, but God's going to open my eyes to the truth, which is him and his perfect and pure, unconditional love. And so I got out of all of that and I did try to read the Bible more and I still couldn't understand it. I still had no clue, no, no idea of what the words were. I mean, I may as well have been learning a foreign language from the start. It just looked no different to me. You know, and I got tired of reading all the spiritual books. They were speaking in terms that God is love, and that was great. I was getting help there, and I believed that too. And, uh, and I really felt like I'd, I'd done the course in forgiveness because a lot of the underlying messages that they share is all on forgiveness. So I'd gone back and, you know, asked for forgiveness through many people, whether I did anything wrong or I didn't. That wasn't the purpose or the point. The point was that I wanted to just reconcile and just operate from out of love and just, you know, not be hooked on, you know, what was right, what was wrong, whose fault it was, who wasn't. It was just make amends and just reconcile. So I'd gone through my past and uh, looked up people, wrote notes, found people I hadn't seen in years through this whole debauchery life that I lived and and, and I felt pretty confident that I completed this forgiveness course and I kind of didn't know where else where else to sort of go from there. And, and then it was one particular day someone showed me a website of a guy, uh, a biker guy who, was, who had a past life of crimes and drugs and doing all kinds of things and, you know, an involved prison. Let me interrupt you there for uh, just a minute. I hate to, but I wouldn't, but I know that we're going to be able to continue this. We're out of time, but we have time to do an <laughs> another episode or, or more if we need to. So with your permission, we're going to pick up there. And I, I'm just going to have to tell our listeners, you guys are going to have to wait a week to catch up on the rest of this amazing story. I, I know I, I'm confident everybody's as captivated as I am. And so before you listen to the next episode uh, a week from now, you may want to go back and listen to this one again. So we're going to stop there and then do another episode. But before we stop, Tash, tell people how they can connect with you now and uh, where they can find you on social media, because most of us, at least in my part of the world, are not going to be able to go to Australia this weekend. But uh, how can we connect with you on social media? Yeah, so it's on the um, God No Religion website and Facebook page as well. Um, I'm also on Don Keithley Ministry, so I quite often uh, comment on there. You can just type in the name Tash 
Tresor Vitalsky will come up, the big long name. So you can find me on there. I'm probably the only person with a name that long. And um, yeah, then you'll find the website God No Religion, and that's that's where the articles and so on are if you want to connect. Great. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun as it always is when I talk to you. And uh, I want to invite everybody to come back next week. So Tash Tribiaski, thank you so much for being with us. We'll look forward to next time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.